Welcome back to the Our Game Soccer Football Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to showing you the beauty of this game. I'm your host, Christian Schaffner. Um, for those of you guys who don't know me, I am born and raised in California, San Francisco Bay. I'm a California kid. Lived almost all my life here. A couple play lived in a couple other places. Um, started played soccer my whole life. Started when I was eight years old. That's when I joined my first club team. That's when I started playing competitively. And since then, I, it's the places it's taken me. I just finished my first year at Ithaca College in upstate New York, where I had my first year of college soccer. Um, I played two years in Saragossa, Spain, where I played in the Liga Nacional level, which is second highest division for youth soccer, U18, and played against some really good, played with some really good kids and played against some of the best kids I've ever seen before, to be honest with you guys. Um, played against youth teams of a bunch of different professional clubs. And honest, that was the time of my life out there. Such a good level. Um, and I've played in the Philippines too, where my family's from. I go there in the summer and I'd always find a team to play for. Kids my age or older. And we'll play out there. And I notice a lot of differences between really everywhere I've been and played. Uh, but the main difference that I want to focus on today in this episode is the difference between American soccer and European soccer. And I know there's a lot of differences in the way it's structured, the way our organized sports are structured versus theirs, which all factors into what I want to talk about. But what I really want to focus on is the players. Um, What's the difference? What does a European soccer player look like? And what does an American soccer player look like? How do they think versus how do we think here? Um, and, you know, I could talk about talk about it all day, you know, how I think our system's flawed in the U.S. And that's for another episode. I'd love to get into that another time. But I really want to focus on the players right now um, because I think it's important for people to know, especially those who aren't fortunate enough to have that opportunity that I had playing in a different playing in a different country um which I did learn so much from from the coaches from the players and you know it's something I like to bring back here and I like to use what I learned and hopefully share you know share with you guys hopefully inspire you guys and just give you kind of a different way of looking at it you don't have to take these tips that I give but I still think it's important for everyone just to kind of learn about how is it how it is in other places um, and the first part of it is, you know, the first biggest difference that kind of shapes everything else is just the difference in culture, obviously. Um, America's very, you know, business minded, fast paced moving country. You know, we, you know, time, time is money here. You know, we're, when we do things, we we're serious about it and if we're not going to be the best. We, we don't do it at all. Um, I feel like a lot of sports and things like that, it's here you don't do it for fun. Um, you do it to be the best, which honestly is not a bad thing. Uh, like I said, none of these things are good or bad, in my opinion. I think it's just important to know the differences. Um, and in Europe, the way it was, especially in Spain, it's a lot more easygoing, slower tone, paced life, lifestyle, um, you know, siesta in the afternoons. Uh, staying up late, you know, and it's, that's kind of their, 
their way of living and it's different has you know a lot of regional factors play into that but you know their soccer is a game where it's you play it because you love it you know and everyone plays just for the love of the game and you start that at you know as soon as you can walk you're out there kids are out there on the street just kicking the ball around playing doing rondos and a little you know typical shoes as goals you know so that's here in america you for soccer we don't really have that you know unfortunately uh it's definitely more so in california and it's growing more and more um which really that makes me happy and that's honestly it's a dream of mine to grow the game like that here in america as well as in the philippines where my family's from countries like that where soccer's not as big but right now it's not and that's okay but I just think what it shows is that that's kind of the mentality of players there. Players there, their their way of thinking is you know they they're there because they love it and they want to have fun. Here, a lot of players, I can't even say they love it. Sometimes, sometimes it's frustrating playing here because a lot of players here don't love the game as much as I do. Um, you know, you get a lot of players here in America. Something you would never hear in Spain. Rare, I rarely heard this. I don't. Well, I don't think I've ever heard it in Spain. But all the time here, one of the most common phrases I'm sure you guys can all relate. I'm sure if, you know, especially if you like soccer, you've heard it multiple times and hated it, hated hearing this. Um, it's like nails on a chalkboard listening to this bit. People say, yeah, I like soccer, but I don't really watch it. You know, that's I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm like, oh, I, I can't stand that. You know, and I'm sure you guys, if you guys love soccer like I do, you understand. It's hard hearing that because. You know, it's like, if you love soccer, why don't, you know, why don't you watch it? Why don't you do everything you can to, you know, be part of the game? If you love it, it's, that's, then it's your escape, you know? And that's why players there, they watch the game, they play the game, they like being around it. Um, and that kind of adds to the atmosphere of it. But there's different things here, you know, there's a lot of different other, other different sports. But... Yeah, so that's the first thing I think just the love of the game, unfortunately, is it's not the same in America as much as I want it to be, as much as it's I feel like it's my one of my, you know, my one of my goals in life is to, just to grow that love of the game here in America and in any other country that doesn't have that same love as in other countries, because I think it's such a great sport and, and for everyone can benefit from it. But uh, transitioning from that, it goes into how players approach the game too. Players, if they're there to have fun, a lot of times those players are, you know, they're not as, you know, here in America, every player here, it's like, I, I don't, if I go pro, if I'm not going pro, I don't want to do it. And over there, it's very different. It's, you know, I'm a lot of people, you know, of course, everyone wants to go pro and which is good. I think everyone should. Everyone that plays the game should want to go pro. That's what they should aspire to. And well, everyone that plays at a top high level, you know, if if you really want to go pro, aspire for it. You know, don't don't hide that. And uh, but over there, it's like if you don't, you know, there's there's other things. It's more importantly, they're just there because they love it. You know, they'd still be doing it even if they couldn't go pro. Even if you know they, for some reason, they they weren't. Something happens and. There was no chance of them going pro. They'd still be playing the game just out of love. Unlike here in America, where I feel like it's not really like that. Um, they kind of there. It's not that same mentality, you know. Unfortunately, um, 
other thing too is I think they focus well, here in America what we focus on a lot more, which makes sense. I mean, we have some of the best athletes in the world in America, and that's why we're so good at many other sports. But for soccer, I feel like we focus a lot on physical aspect of it. We are so serious about conditioning, about weightlifting, running, you know, being in shape, which is all, these are all really important things. Don't get me wrong. I think I do these things, you know, I lift weights, I run, but it's not the most important thing. And sometimes I feel like it's prioritized, especially as a college soccer player. One of my biggest problems with it is like, we're doing all this running and it's good. And, but like, we're not even touching the ball, you know, or we, it's like, sometimes I'll forget like, damn, am I here? Am I at the school to play soccer? Or am I here to run track? You know, cause that's how it feels. Um, and over there, it's not like that. You know, they, like I said, they want to have fun and their love is soccer, not, not track. So, and it shows, you see, I think the body types of a lot of different players over there, they're, you know, here, like on my college team, a bunch of big dudes, big legs, broad shoulders, you know, obviously hitting the gym a lot. Over there, you get, you know, I like to call it like the Sergio Busquets type, you know, the skinny, scrawny type players. Um, a lot of them aren't very quick or aren't very fast, but can still compete at such a high level because how how they think and their technique. Then, because they're so good at all the other things, you know, I think soccer players made up of it has physical aspects, men, you know, mental like tactical, uh, technical, and those are the biggest things: physical, tactical, and technical. They're so good technically and tactically. They don't need to be as strong physically, unlike in the U.S., where technically, tactically, and technically. We're not always trained the best way. We're not always, we haven't been exposed to the game as much. We haven't been playing it, you know, on the streets as little kids as much as they have. So that's why it's kind of neglected here. But, you know, that's why we focus so much more on that. Not that any of these are bad things. Like I said, you know, I'm not here to say what's good or bad. I'm just here to point out the differences so everyone can learn from it. Um, so physically, they're, well, you know, you have bigger guys, taller guys, you know, stockier guys, but it's not, it's not a requirement like here, you know, it's, you'd never hear a coach say, yeah, you need to gain weight. Um, if you're not strong enough, he'll tell you you need to get stronger, but something like gaining weight, I feel like it's such an American thing, you know, it's not about gaining weight, it's about getting stronger, in my opinion, um, and I'm sure a lot of people don't agree with that which is fine. That's just how I think. And that's how I perceive the game. And I know everyone has a different way of seeing it. The other thing is style of play. Like I said, here in America, it's not as common to see kids on the street playing soccer. It's not as common to go to parks and see little kids. I'm talking like five, six, seven years old kids out there playing in the park. You don't really get that as much. So if you're not doing it, starting at such a young age, like they are, it's, you know, it's obviously it makes sense why we're not as good tactically and technically because we're not getting that same experience as kids from a place like Europe, from a place like South America, Brazil, Argentina. Um, it's it's different, of course. And, you know, that's why, like, back to that body, you know, physicality is so important. And that kind of show it's 
kind of the American style of play, it seems like, right? You know, find the target striker and run. You know, you run back and forth. You're, it's it's like ping pong to me when you watch it. Um, where in, in Europe, it's, you know, you're not always playing with the fastest guys or, the, you know, the strongest guys. So defensively, you're going to stay or you have, it's so important you stay organized because if not, you get beaten with speed or strength. And then with the ball, you want to keep it because you don't want to be running that much. We're not, you know, my team there, we weren't as in shape as a lot of American teams, of course, you know. So it's like if we we're playing against American team, we want to want to lose it. We're going to keep the ball because, um, yeah, we don't like I said, we're not there to run. We're there to play soccer. Um, and another big thing, too, is. Something I've noticed, especially among American players, is a lot of American players, tactically, they're very, there's a lot of lack of discipline and a lot of impatience, it seems. It's like Americans are used to sports where, like basketball, you're always trying to score, you're always trying to, you know, it's a high scoring game. Soccer is not, not always like that. Soccer, in my opinion, the way it should be played is, you know, you, you keep the ball and you move it around and chances will open up for you. And instead of forcing balls through, it's better to be patient, play the ball back, move it around first, let the other team run, and the gaps will open up. Um, and I feel like a lot of times it's something I get frustrated with and a lot of coaches get frustrated with this. And I'm fortunate this has been taught to me at such a young age. But, yeah, for you know, forcing, we've I feel like we force it so many times because it's just, we're not patient. Um, and that idea of patience is something that I think is so important for a player, knowing when to, you know, pick and choose those right moments to play balls through. Um, because a lot of times it's, you know, that's just not what, what we do here, especially in college soccer. It's, you know, it's hard for me to watch sometimes, you know, just pushing balls through, pumping balls forward. Um, and it's, it's not me to be totally honest. That's just not the way I was raised playing the game. Not what I was taught at a young age and not what I grew up watching or seeing or hearing was the right way to play, to be honest. Um, maybe in a country like America, that puts me at a disadvantage, but I truly believe that that's just, that's just what I believe. Um, and yeah, I guess the third thing, and honestly, this part, this is kind of one of the more sad things that about Europe especially. I don't know how it is in other countries, but in Europe compared to America, since those we're comparing right now, one of the things that is kind of sad about it is that there are so many good players in Europe. Um, way more than here. If you, you know, per capita, the amount of good players there, it's, it's, it was incredible to me how each neighborhood could have such a good team, right? And what's sad to me, though, is that a level like mine, where it's, you know, second highest level of youth soccer. So here in America, that would be that would be NPL, right? You have the academy teams, and then under that, I'd say is NPL or ECNL, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You have so many motivated players still playing in those levels in America, those with hopes of getting to the next level. One of the sad things about Europe is when you're in that level, if you're not going pro, your idea is that soccer's over for you. Unless you join some team for fun in the few, you know, 
some regional men's team, low division, or you wouldn't be getting paid much. A lot of kids at that point make the decision to focus on school and kind of let soccer go, which is kind of sad to me because I just feel like, and I try to push them, but it's not easy. There's so many opportunities here in America to keep playing and get a free education, get so many different things because these players are, you know, these are really good players, but in Europe, because of how many good players there are, there's, you know, from each, you know, each, you know, the leagues in Europe are broken up in regions, right? There's only a handful of players going to um, first division and second division teams there. And the rest, if they're not going to get paid a lot of money to be playing soccer, they just think it's more beneficial to focus on school at that point. And it hurts me to see knowing that, you know, some of these kids are so, you know, twice the player I, I was back in the time. Um, but have to give up the sport for that reason. So that is one of the things that in America, fortunately, I think is we get a, I feel like your window is a little bit longer, right? In Europe, if your window to go pro is from when you're a little kid, when you get noticed by different professional clubs for youth teams to when you're 18, and that's what you get, unless you want to work your way up, which very few people do um, or try to do, your windows until about 18 years old, right? Here in America, you know, we do, there are so many problems with college soccer, but what I do like about it is that there are, it is four more years where you get to increase that chance of playing maybe in the USL or the MLS or playing abroad somewhere. Um, you have four more years of development, which a lot of kids in Europe aren't getting. So even if these kids that I played with before were a lot better than me at that time, if they're not playing, that's kind of when when we step forward. You know, if they were to keep playing, who knows where they could be here, especially here in America. You know, that's why so many kids come from Europe and are so successful here. But, yeah, that's sort of the mentality, and it makes me sad to see some of those kids stop playing. But, uh, I mean, that's just me. I know it's it's a very big decision, especially when you have families to think about and, you know, obviously your whole life ahead of you. But it's and it, you see it in the players and who's you know how they how they take it when it's their last year of youth soccer um how they conduct themselves a lot of times you know at that age that's when they start to get into partying and which is you know especially when if you're not training to be at that next level it's like you're not gonna hold yourself back as much you know I always saw what was next for me so it was it wasn't that hard for me to just, you know say no to a lot of things and sacrifice a lot of those things right but if you can't see that what's next it will be hard and you know nothing's wrong with that i have no problem with it it's just you know it's a different culture and how different people are raised and what their systems like but i, st- I still do think the us is behind you know a good 15 years i think it's soccer's really young in this country the mls has only been around for i don't know how many years not as much long as a lot of these european clubs we don't have the same history with soccer so we can't get too frustrated at the current situation of u.s soccer and how bad it is so i mean i don't mean to say how bad i don't mean to bash u.s soccer at all um that's not the point of this but we're we're behind you know we're not as good we're not competing in international tournaments like 
other countries are. Um, and it will take time, and that's fine. You know, it's we got to be patient. We got to just trust that, you know, it will it will come. I think, and you know, like I said, the U.S. has some of the best athletes in the world. Um, and I think we'll learn to figure it out. But I think it'll happen when we kind of learn to focus less on that. Let's start from the beginning. Start with the kids. Practice, you know, just kind of change that culture. You know, where kids are. They're not going to, you know, one of my biggest things is like here, little kids, most of the time, they're going to soccer practice because their parents don't want to take care of them. You know, soccer is a place where the parents send them when they're tired of taking care of them and they don't want to get a babysitter. You know, they, you send the kid to soccer or else you're going to send them, you know. And, you know, that's that's not the way that they're going to love the game. You know, the way they're going to love the game is choosing it because they want to, kids that want to play, play and you know, a little more freedom in the sense that let them, let them play, let them love the game first and then develop them because the love for the game is something you can't, you can't really teach that you, uh, it's something you just, you get when, you know, I feel like if everyone, if everyone has the opportunity, I think anyone can love this game. I just, it's something I'm just so passionate about and that's why I'm creating this podcast because I believe that it has the power to change lives. I've seen it change my life. Um, opened up so many doors. I've met so many people through this, uh, through this game, you know, what's what two goals and a ball and a group of players, you know, it's really all it is. Uh, it doesn't take much. And it's, it's really mostly the culture that in the U S that, We'll have to change a little bit first before we can get to those levels, and we'll get there. I, uh, I know we will eventually, and we can be really good at, you know, we can really, I believe we can compete with these teams, these European teams, these South American teams that do so well in every World Cup or every major international tournament. So that's, you know, those are the biggest differences for me. Um. If you guys have any questions for me, feel free to reach out. But you know, it's we'll get we're gonna get there if we just trust it. Slid a little by little, you know, keep spreading the game, keep finding those those pickup games, keep teaching the kids, and we'll be all right. We'll be good. You know, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Appreciate every one of you guys. Keep playing. Keep getting out there. Peace.